That's a blessing, man. See, see, when I wake up, I don't have to go to work. I get to go to work. See, that's the difference, man. Some people have to go to work. I get to go to work. I get to. I don't have to. You know, I mean, I was doing this for years for no money. But through grace and mercy, you know, he just kept blessing me. And then, you know, I got other things I want to accomplish, you know. I'm not through. You know, I've been at this a long time, man. Like, I'm, I'm thinking about the end, you know. But all I want to do now is make enough money to change uh, kids' lives. You know, my foundation is the most important thing. I'm going to do some stuff over here in uh, Ghana, Botswana, and Joburg. Those are three cities I'm targeting for my foundation to come and change. You know, so that's what it is now. That's motivation. And then, you know, I'm a trailblazer, man. I got to show other people how to do it. You know, my job now is to show y'all how I did it. That's why I talk all the time about motivation. I talk more about motivation now than I do comedy. Because, you know, your career is what you paid for. Your calling is what you made for. So I'm in the calling part of my life now. You know, I have to, like when you ask me a question, see, I can't just, like if I tell you you got to write it down, I'm telling you how to make it. I'm just, you have to do this. If, now, you can try to do it. If you, you can try to not do it, it's going to be hard. But so I always try to give people little pieces of wisdom because you're young. You know, everybody in this room, you want to be happy and you want to be successful. Everybody in here wants to be happy and successful. If you don't want to be happy and successful, there's something wrong with you. Most people want to be happy and successful. You just need the key, the how-to. That's my job is to show you how to. Like if I give you one scripture that can change your life and I tell you Rebecca 2 and 2 and then you don't follow that, that's not my fault. So now you know that you have to write it down. Like if you look at my iPhone, my iPhone has my vision board on it. I ain't got no picture, no dog or my wife on my phone. My wife is at my house. My wife is, she's somewhere, she's in Rwanda right now. Because I put stuff that I dream about on my iPhone. My vision is on. So every time my phone rings, I look at it. I think of my visions and dreams. Every time I pick up that phone, I should pick up that phone to make one of them dreams come true. When I open up my laptop, the same thing on the laptop. So every time I'm texting or email, I'm trying to make a dream come true. I don't have time for nonsense. You know, like you, you know, like what they say about me in the blogs. I don't. It don't matter what they say. They don't know me. They don't even know me. They never met me. They say negative stuff about me. It don't mean nothing. Look at me. What do I care what they say? God keeps blessing me. It don't matter what you say. You got to know who you are and whose you are. That's all you need to know. I know who I am and I know who I belong to. And that God of mine ain't going to let nothing happen to me that I can't handle. So you might have to deny yourself something or do a trade-off. Do something that will offset it. The other thing is, start again. So what? You fell flat on your face. So what? Start again. Learn from the experience and start again. Don't count yourself out. Don't sentence yourself to a lifetime of being miserable, a lifetime of being broke, a lifetime of being unhealthy, a lifetime of being in a relationship that is no longer fulfilling to you. 
a lifetime of living, working on a job that, that does not bring you satisfaction, that's not giving you the creative uh, urge that you need and, and, and that got to have in your life that stimulates you. Don't sentence yourself like that. You are a human being. Don't volunteer your life that way. Your life has too much value to the universe. You've got something to contribute. You've got something to give. And so what if you make a commitment and you're not able to do it like a pro? That you're not good as everybody else. Live in the moment. I like what this says. Look to this day for it is life. The very life of life. In its brief course lie all the realities and verities of existence. The bliss of growth. The splendor of action. The glory of power. For yesterday is but a dream and tomorrow is only a vision. But today... Today well lived makes every yesterday a dream of happiness and every tomorrow a vision of hope. Look well, therefore, to this day. See, if we just start enjoying where we are, if we make that kind of commitment to enjoy where we are, to experience the experience of life where we are, to do all we can right now where we are. Forget about the mistakes yesterday. Forget about all your failures yesterday. Forget, forget about what you don't have. That's not important only thing that we have is right now, right now, right now. And I say that life is calling on you to call forth on that. The optimists, which I think one of the most positive groups in, in the world, they have something called the optimist creed. And I like, it says promise yourself. I changed it to commit yourself because I think that commitment has more power than promise. It says commit yourself to be so strong that nothing can disturb your peace of mind. To talk health, happiness and prosperity to every person you meet. To make all your friends feel that there is something in them. To look at the sunny side of everything and make your optimism come true. To think only of the best, to work only for the best, and expect only the best. To be just as enthusiastic about the success of others as you are about your own. To forget the mistakes of the past and press on to the greater achievements of the future. To wear cheerful countenance at all times and give every living creature you meet a smile. To give so much time to the improvement of yourself that you have no time to criticize others. To be too large for worry, too noble for anger, too strong for fear, and too happy to permit the presence of trouble. Commit yourself to these things. Life is not just the passing of time. Life is not just the passing of time. Life is a collection of experiences, their frequency, and their intensity. Life is not just watching the clock tick away. Life is a collection of experiences. Whatever the span of your life turns out to be, here's what you want to fill it up with. Experiences and the intensity of those experiences. When should you start the day? As soon as you have it finished. Plan the day the best you can, leaving plenty of room for improvising and surprises and all the stuff that happens during the course of the day. But if you've planned a good, productive day, now you start that day, you can't believe how much more valuable your time will be. Don't start the day until you have it finished. Now, here's the next one. Don't start the week until you've had it finished. Now, to lay out a week is a pretty good challenge. Next, don't start the month until you have it finished. The places to go and the people to see and the productivity and the sales and the customers and the development and all the rest of what you want to accomplish during the course of 30 days. Don't start the month till it's finished. And then here's the big one. This is really challenging. Don't start the year until you have it 
finished. To the best of your ability, it can't be finished like minute by minute. But in terms of the sweep of what you want to accomplish in the year 2002, make sure that that's set and ready to go by the time January 1st rolls around. And it might get all upset. It might get torn up and you do a new one. You make so much progress the first 90 days that now you've got, you've multiplied it all by two by three. Here's the first one. Ignore the subject. I mean, that's good advice. Don't let anything overly bug you. Because remember now, you don't have to do anything. Unless experience lasts forever, there's no point. It means nothing. So, so just, just try to map this onto your life. You know, every good meal you've had, every uh, uh, pleasant experience as opposed to an unpleasant one, every relationship, none of it means anything because it ends. You know, it, a good movie is meaningless. It's no better than a bad movie because it ends. Uh, this, is a, this is a strange idea. This is a, unless we disappear into infinity with experience, there's no difference between the most sublime happiness and the most abject suffering. And I, I think when you actually try to connect with that intuition, it's, uh, it's strange and, uh, really is insupportable in our moment to moment experience. We care very deeply about the character of our experience. In fact, it's the only thing we can care about. And I think quite to the contrary, this notion of eternity, this notion of uh, nothing matters here, but it matters in uh, over, the, over the long haul in the afterlife, uh, because the bulk of our experience is, in, is, is after we die. Uh, this religious idea is actually robs life of its meaning. It doesn't bring meaning to life. It renders meaningless all of the uh, precious moments we have while alive. And th this is the only life we're certain of. And it's continually ending. It not only ends in death, but it ends in each moment and, and things change. Uh, and that makes each moment precious. So when you, you take a, an experience like, um, you know, if you're a new parent and you're, you're carrying your child, say, what you do, you pick your child up hundreds of times uh, a day, it seems, and uh, you never think that there's going to be a last time you do that. I mean, at a certain point, your child's going to get too heavy to pick up. Uh, you, know, you, don't, you don't pick up 15-year-olds for the most part. At a certain point, you will have picked your child up for the last time. Now, we, we tend not to go through life thinking in those terms. But if we did, if we realized that it's as though we're standing in front of a kind of a ticket machine at a deli counter and we're just pulling tickets, not knowing how many are in there, and we just, at a certain point, you pull and you've got the last one in hand for every experience. Uh, you know, there'll be a last time you pick your child up and you will not have noticed that was the last time. That makes life very precious. And certainly death, the, you know, the, the, the final ticket at the end of life, makes it all incredibly precious. It's just, it, it could not be more precious. Uh, and its preciousness is not predicated on it lasting forever, as though such a thing uh, could even make sense. There's this thing people think that like, I'll be happy when, once I get like this big amazing home, or once I get this car, or once I get this relationship, or an amount of money, then I'll allow myself some happiness. The problem is the, the finish line always moves. You never arrive there, right? The other part is people think, well, if I enjoy myself now, I'm going to lose my drive. In other words, if I can just wire myself with enough pain all the time, I won't lose my drive or ambition. The truth is there's no correlation between the two at all. There's no relationship between you feeling complete pain all the time and losing drive. And so I talk about living in a state of blissful dissatisfaction. And really, the best example of that would be like if you've ever, I love a good meal, right? You know, if I bite into a great piece of steak, if you're a steak eater like I am, you take that first bite, it's like complete bliss, right? 
There's no correlation between how great that tasted and your lack of desire for the next bite. In fact, that bliss causes you to want more of it. And so the more we can be to reward ourselves with bliss, we're not going to lose our dissatisfaction. We're not going to, we're not going to lose that. And so for me, our brains, this dopamine hit you get when you do something successful. If you constantly cheat yourself out of that hit, right? Biomechanically in your body, less and less in the future will you want to achieve the next level, the next dream, the next step. And that's why so many people stall out in life. They didn't, they got to a certain point and they cheated themselves out of the bliss, out of the celebration. It's important that we celebrate our wins. We celebrate our lives because it causes us to want the next bite. It keeps us hungrier, not the reverse. And so for me, I want to live in a state of being grateful and blissful now, not waiting for some future place or date that may never arise.